And in local news, the Designery of North Raleigh is holding a grand opening event at noon on May 16th. Please stop by and join the party. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of the Designery. I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. Uh, we're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. Welcome to the WRL Daily Download. I'm Jack Hagel. There's a controversial new law on the books in North Carolina, and schools are grappling with how to comply with it. Republican sponsors call it the Parents' Bill of Rights. It's designed to expand information available to parents of public school students. That includes information on their children's mental health or if they're questioning their gender identity. WRL Education Insider Emily Walkenhorst reports that the rollout has been shaky so far, and she joins us now to explain why. Emily, welcome back. Glad to be here. From a high level, briefly explain what is this law? I mean, what does it do and why is it so controversial? So this law, Senate Bill 49, also known as the Parents' Bill of Rights, uh, it does a number of things. Um, so it um, it's about 14 pages long. A lot of it is just a repeat of existing law, but um, it really centers around this idea of expanding information that's available to parents or at least making sure that information is all put together in the same place. So there's a, you know, they have to have a student success plan. So parents would have a plan that, you know, says, um, you know, these are this is what you need X, Y, and Z to make sure that um, your child stays on track academically. Here are some resources you can use, things like that. Um, but the most controversial elements of the law are some provisions uh, related to um, gender identity. So there's a provision of the law that says there can be no instruction on gender identity or sexuality. Um, but before the fifth grade. So fifth grade is when you might start learning about puberty. And they're basically saying no discussion about gender identity or sexuality before the fifth grade. Technically, it's instruction. But then you kind of get into this uh, murky waters of what constitutes instruction. Another um, controversial aspect of the law is one that requires parental notification if a student decides to ask the school um, to go by a different name or pronoun. The parent would have to be notified that their child had made that request. And that often happens when people are transitioning. Right. So like a transgender or non-binary student um, who has, uh, you know, they've they're doing that transition, um, you know, wanting to go by a different name, um, use a different pronoun. They might say, um, you know, my name is uh, is different now. And, um, you know, the school would have to notify the parent that, you know, your child um, has decided to go by a different name. Um, one thing that's interesting about this law is the way that it's written is it says any name change. Um, and so it, that actually could, in the eyes of a lot of school systems, include somebody who just wants to go by a nickname. So if your name is William and you want to go by Will or Willie, um, that actually would be something the school would have to notify parents about. And um, it sounds fairly innocuous, though, oh, what parents going to have a problem with that? There are some parents, though, who don't like their children going by shortened versions. 
Now, this law went into effect uh, this month. It's there in black and white uh, in state law. But you report that there's some confusion over it among the schools. What's up? So when this law uh, went into effect, it initially went into effect in August. So that's when uh, the legislature overrode the governor's veto of the law. And schools just kind of immediately just started you know, figuring out what can we do now. Um, They eventually got a reprieve from the legislature when the new budget passed that said this really doesn't go into effect until the first day of school in January. But a lot had already started, you know, kind of scrambling to figure out what does this mean? Um, They had not been able to consult their attorneys sufficiently before they started doing some things. So what you saw were maybe individual schools or teachers or districts um, making decisions back in August or September before they really had a lot of guidance and they maybe made some different decisions. We've heard about teachers um, asking parents for permission to call a child by a different name and permission is not technically required. A school system might need permission to change things in official records, but um, permission is not actually required as a part of the law if you are just addressing a child in a class, uh, just saying their name. And so we saw some differences initially there, um, and then eventually more attorneys gave some more consistent guidance, and um, we see a lot of policies now in school boards that look fairly similar um, there are some differences, school system to school system, um, and and so, you know, we might see, uh, for example, in Johnston County, they decided to remove a bunch of library books from their elementary schools um, because maybe they mentioned gender identity or had characters um, who were transgender or uh, LGBTQ, and they just removed them from the library. There are other school systems that have not made that decision. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear about one student's concerns with the Parents' Bill of Rights. Stick around. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the WRL Daily Download. We're talking with WRL Education Insider Emily Walkenhorst about a controversial new law requiring schools to disclose more about students to their parents. Emily, obviously opponents are going to complain about a law they don't like. But you report that supporters are also concerned with how schools are complying. What do both sides say? So we kind of hear about the controversy of, you know, a lot of opponents of this law saying, you know, it's going to force um, transgender kids to go back in the closet, um, you know, not 
um, transition any longer or it's going to force them to be outed um, unintentionally to their families um, whom they may not have been out to before. And there's some risk there. Um, But there are actually some supporters who are concerned about the rollout of the law as well because um, because of some of the differences in how school systems are approaching it. So in Orange County and, and Buncombe County, uh, in Western North Carolina, they have added a layer where they are um, it telling educators to talk to an administrator or counselor or maybe even the student about the notification requirement before they notify parents. And the idea behind that is, you know, if the child did have a concern saying, you know, if, if my parents find out they'll kick me out of the house, then administrators would know we can't tell the parents in this case. There is a provision in the law that says if uh, if you have reason to believe that the, the child would become uh, abused or neglected if the parents were informed, then the parents don't need to be informed. But there's concern among supporters of the law that maybe it could be used more, this kind of conversation about, well, hey, you know, we do have to notify your parents now that you have made this request that, you know, the student could back out, um, you know, even if they were not potentially at risk, they're saying, you know, this is an absolute requirement. Once the student asks, notification is required. Um, and so, you know, I think there's a concern among the supporters of this law that um, basically school districts that are adding that layer are um, skirting the law. But in, in reality, um, you know, those school systems are saying, well, we just want to make sure that the, the student is okay with this. With this. That, that's got to put teachers in a really tough spot. Just There's so much judgment involved here. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, teachers have been asking questions about this from the get-go, whether it's the name requirement or other aspects. You know, what do we need permission from parents for? Can we even, you know, conduct surveys of students, you know, just asking them about themselves and um, you know, that's been going on um, basically since this law was passed. There's some fear around it. And there's some people who are, you know, seem to think that teachers are implementing this law differently because there is confusion. And a lot of them are just trying to cover their bases and make sure, you know, they don't get in trouble for doing or not doing something. Is there any sense that there's ever going to be any unity on how, how this is implemented across the state? So we do have a lot of guidance uh, coming out on a broader basis, attorneys that consult with multiple school systems or the school boards association, which works across the state, coming out with, you know, guidance of, you know, here's what you should tell your principals and this is what your principal should tell your teachers. And a lot of that has come out since this first semester started. So the second semester for most North Carolina students is going to begin in about a week or so. And so we you could see, if you notice changes in the first semester, you may notice some additional changes in the second semester. Well, in the first semester, teachers kept asking for permission. Uh, in the second semester, maybe not as many will. Because um, some of this guidance that's come out has come out more recently. A lot of school systems have approved these policies only within the last month. So, you know, there's been some more recent movement, and things could look different in the second semester compared to how they looked in the first semester. 
Now, you spoke with one Wake County student who worries about a chilling effect, especially in schools that are maybe overly cautious about compliance. What did they tell you? Right. So, you know, transgender students have already, you know, kind of had to navigate the politics of school even before this law. You know, if a teacher maybe wasn't supportive, you know, a student asked to go by a different name, you know, a teacher may have just been like, I'm not going to call you that. There was never a requirement that teachers had to do that, Um, though there is, you know, maybe a legal argument to be made there. Um, But basically, you know, what this new law does is I think in, in the minds of some people who are concerned is it kind of emboldens some teachers to be even more certain that they really don't have to call somebody by a new name. So I talked to a student in Wake County who said, you know, um, before students, you know, might drop a class or skip a class where a teacher wasn't supportive because they were worried about being outed as trans because maybe they had transitioned and they didn't want other kids to realize that they were transitioned. And, um, you know, basically what this new law does is it kind of creates a different dynamic in a classroom where, um, you know, some students are requesting to go by a different name and now a teacher is saying, well, you need permission to do that. The law doesn't require permission. Again, it only requires notification. But now that notification is required, maybe that changes the decision that some of these students make. If they don't want their parents to know um, or if they think their parents will not give permission, maybe they don't go by their new name anymore. Maybe they go back to the name that they went by before. Um, And so that is something that the student has seen happen, saying, you know, I know people whose parents are not as supportive and they are just going back to the name that they used to go by. Um, Again, only notification is required, but the notification is the problem for some students. You mentioned the possibility of there being legal arguments against elements of this law. Are you expecting any complaints? So we know of a handful of groups that are working on a federal Title IX complaint over this law and its implementation. Essentially, um, various LGBTQ um, plus groups, um, some based out of Asheville, are planning to file a complaint. It would go to, to the Office of Civil Rights at the federal level in the U.S. Department of Education under Title IX. Title IX is a federal law that says institutions receiving federal funds, which K-12 schools, uh, public schools do, um, institutions receiving federal funds cannot discriminate on the basis of sex. And they believe that transgender students fall under this law. So if transgender students are being treated differently in schools, then, you know, implementation of this law has been in violation of Title IX. So the argument they're making is if a school is asking a student, um, you know, a trans, let's say a transgender student wants to go by a different name and they're doing the notification requirement for that student. But let's say a child whose name is William and they're not transgender, but they just want to go by Will or Willie. If their parents are not notifica- notified of that request, then they are treating the transgender student differently than the student who is not transgender, and that that would be discrimination. Well, I'm sure we haven't heard the end of this story, and we know you'll be writing about it as it unfolds. Thanks, Emily. Glad to be here.
That's WRAL Education Insider Emily Walkenhorst. For her in-depth coverage of education policy, go to the education section of WRAL.com. I'm Jack Hagel. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for listening to the WRAL Daily Download and for making us part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WRAL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email with triangle news, events, and headlines to help you get ready for the day. Sign up at WRAL.com newsletter. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.